0: This week on One Body, Stewarding God's Creation, Lindy Meyer talks about the Seven Servants Program, what it is, the purpose, and the fruits. She invites others to join the cause if they believe they are called. So listen closely and determine if the Lord is calling you to be a servant. Lindy is being interviewed by Divine Mercy Radio's on-air host, Cody Marinser. One
1: Body
2: Creation. Uh, Lindy Meyer. Lindy is a wife, mother of seven children, founder and director of Sienna Fertility Care. But she also does other things. You wear a lot of hats. Uh, <laughs> <True>. <laughs> another one of the things that um, she does is... Um, she spearheads, I think, are you the spearhead of this? I figured because you're the one that sends me the emails. Yes. Um, but uh, she spearheads something called the Seven Servants Program. Um, and funny enough, I, I, I'm, I'm enrolled in it. She sends them to me, and I didn't even realize what it was called. Um, but that is what it's called, is the Seven Servants Program. So I'm going to let her kind of get into that and tell us um, – What is it?
1: Sure. That was funny. He asked me, well, what is the Seven Servants program? And I was a little confused because I knew he was a participant. (laughs) Uh, So really, it's a network of people from around the Salina Diocese that are committed to praying and making sacrifices for the priests of our diocese. Our main focus is fasting. You know, there's a lot of scriptural reference and a lot of you know, tradition within the church of the power of fasting as a form of prayer. Jesus talks about it in the scriptures, he himself fasted. And we know that we are both body and soul. Those two things are connected, um, not separate. And so what we do with our body impacts our spirit and the other way around. So really, um, when we fast through our body, what we're learning to do is serve the spirit in that way. And, you know, there were different times in the scripture where Jesus called for prayer and fasting, that it was needed, that the prayer, you know, was good, but the added component of fasting was needed for certain situations. And so that's really what we're doing as our focus with the seven servants is both the prayer and the fasting. But we have to remember, too, that it is both. And so if we fast, but we forget to enter into a state of prayer and we're just fasting, it's not going to have the same impact either. So they definitely go together. What we're doing is people that are um, part of the Seventh Servants program are committing to have one day a week that they fast for an assigned priest, and they pray in that way. And our goal is that every priest in our diocese will have seven servants who are serving them through that form of prayer and fasting each day of the week. And it really came um, from—it's kind of a spinoff of what's called the Seven Sisters Apostolate, um, which I believe— is international and it's an apostolate where they have women who commit to pray for priests and so um, some dioceses will have where each priest is assigned seven women each who take a day of the week and pray in a special way for that priest and their intentions and their focus is to spend um, an hour of adoration. For the priest. And I thought that that was a really beautiful apostolate. I loved it. Um, I'm actually a seven sister for a priest in our diocese. But when I was, you know, feeling called to this, I wanted to include everyone in the diocese men and women and people of, of you know, ages, different ages. And I really felt that fasting was just that's where my heart was in prayer that that was needed. And so okay. a spin off of that seven servants
2: okay very good Um, you know as you were talking there um, and you already you hinted towards it um, but they brought to mind so this is where um, Jesus is coming down um, off the mountain um, and um, his uh, disciples are trying to cast a demon. I was trying to look it up here to see where it was at on my phone while you were talking. Um, You know, and he's um, trying to uh, cast a demon out of this boy and they can't. And that's Jesus's answer. They're like, you know, because they're like, it's worked before. Why is it not working now? And that's what he says is he says to them, this kind cannot come out by anything except, uh, prayer and fasting. Um, and, and so, you know, that this, <laughs> this like, wow. Yeah. Um, as you were talking about what, what is the, um, what's the importance of it? Well, we see that, um, some things are only moved, um, especially in the uh, spiritual realm by that fasting component. Um, and if Christ did it, then i Pretty sure it's probably important.
1: <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, um, and what do you think the importance of this program is? Why, why do our priests need us to pray and fast?
1: Right. Well, we all need people to pray for us, yep. right? And our priests are no different. But that extra component of fasting, I think, is important you know, our priests make many sacrifices for us um, to serve the church. They've given up many aspects, maybe that they aspired for their life, you know, the family and things like that. So they're, they're making many sacrifices for us. And I think it's only, you know, reasonable to think that we would return those sacrifices with our own in prayer for them. So that's one way, but I think, just as you were reading that scripture, certain things of a spiritual nature require the prayer and fasting and the priesthood and what they undergo spiritually to serve us, to serve Christ in those ways, to provide the sacraments to us and be that channel of grace, I think is of the spiritual realm that it requires the fasting we all have temptations from the devil. We're all under spiritual warfare, you know, at different times in our life, probably to different degrees. And our priests are literally the ones, you know, providing the sacraments, making Christ present to us through their service and, you know, the, their sacrament. And, and so they are gonna come under Satan's attack in a particular way. And I really just um, felt called that fasting was the way to help and support them. I honestly, this has been a journey. So several years ago when my kids were little, my oldest is 26 now. So when most of my kids were younger, we always wanted to foster vocations in our home and make that a place where vocations were supported and talked about, you know, friendships with priests and seminarians in our diocese. And so we would do things, you know, periodically with different focuses on prayer for vocations. And one year, we decided to do a spiritual bouquet for the seminarians of our diocese and then the priests that we knew, you know, mm-hmm. maybe our parish priest, the school priest, things like that. And so we did. We, we did our prayers. We put our cards together and sent them out. What I got back in return was beautiful and, and really um, humbling and, and such a blessing. The priests or the seminarians that shared, you know, just how supported they felt that our family would take the time to say that many prayers for them or struggles they were going through but how sometime you know kind of along the same time that we were praying for them they had a relief or they got consolation and answer to a prayer or one seminarian shared you know that he was really struggling with the decision to remain in seminary but knowing how supported he was helped him to continue and so that was, you know, that opened my eyes up to, okay, this can't just be a casual thing that I want to do to foster this in my own family. It's it's a way I need to serve, and our family needs to serve the priests of our diocese, but all priests really, you know, so we, we, we prayed more, but— we, it probably wasn't ever as intentional as it really needed to be. It, it took some time. And a few years ago, I just, you know, a few priest friends struggling with different things. Um, the reality is parishioners aren't always nice. <laughs> uh-huh, <yeah. laughs> you know, so they struggle with that. They struggle with the weight of what it means to be that spiritual father for so many of us, their own families and needs. So so there's a lot on their shoulders. And knowing that with some close friend that were were priests of our family. I, I just realized this is too easy. You know, saying the prayer for vocations and having the seminarian poster on the fridge and stuff, this is too easy. I'm not sacrificing enough in my prayer for our priests. And so, you know, my husband and I talked about it in the need to be more intentional, but it was really finding the right avenue through which to do that. In visiting with some other people they had mentioned also, they felt called the same way. Um, And so it's just a lot of conversation about how can we do this. And Father Brian Logger, who's in Uh Colby, um, you know, I visited with him a lot about what would be the best way to do this? What could we do? And like I said, first, I was kind of looking at the seven sisters apostolate and then it it bloomed into the seven servants. um, That was going to be the way this should happen.
2: Findy, you mentioned something that really struck a chord uh, because um, I, there's this great set of videos from the Knights of Columbus, and it's called Into the Breach. Um, there's they're only 12 minutes long, you know, 12, 13 minutes, something like that, and there, I think there's about 12 of them. You know, one of them really, really uh, has stuck with me over the past several years since when I first watched it, and it was about um, it was aimed at fathers, and it was said. That Satan wants to come and destroy your armor, basically, so that he can get to your family. What he wants to happen is when he shows up to go after your family, they say, you're not even a threat. So um, fathers are supposed to be the protector of the family. They're supposed to, I'm going to take the first bullet. I'm going to take the, 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 uh, the, the first fight and protect my family the best that I can. But Satan's going to do everything he can to tear you down so that you are just out of the way and he come directly at your family. Now, if we apply that same thing to priests, if fathers in the home are being attacked because Satan wants at their family, how much more are our priests being attacked because Satan's like, well, if I tear down the priesthood, I can tear down the whole lot of them. Absolutely. Um, so what you are doing is, you know, I'm, I'm even hair on my head standing up a little bit. I don't have much of <laughs> anybody can see it's already standing up. Um, but, you know, just getting those tingles of like, wow, this is a very big uh, understanding of, uh, please, Consider also um, joining the Seven Servants program. And even if you don't join, always be praying for our priests and whatever you can, fast for them because they need it. They are our spiritual fathers. We need them there in the fight with us. So um, back to Lindy, as I just said, you know, um, if you're being called to it, join. Um, who can join? Yeah. <laughs> Is this like a secret society? <laughs> right.
1: It, it's really not. It's anyone can join. So really the way this started was was just word of mouth, reaching out to people that I knew. Father Brian reached out to people he knew. And then they would you know, recommend someone. And so it's really built over the last year or so through the word of mouth. We currently have 24 priests from our diocese that are covered seven days a week in prayer and fasting. So just under a hundred people, but we have about 70 priests. If you Include our um, active and retired priests in our diocese, and you know our retired priests continue to serve us uh-huh. as well. And so it's important to cover them in prayer as well. So we we have a great need to to cover all of those priests, um, and so that's one of the reasons why I thought, well, I'll come on and and talk about this because we we need to cover all of those priests in prayer. But anyone is invited. I do think that, as you mentioned. Are you being called to this specific type of prayer? We all definitely are called to pray for our priests, but in this specific way of intentionally praying and fasting, is that where you're being called? Uh, So it can be men or women. It can be of any age. In our group that we have right now, we have, I think, our youngest faster and and prayer our youngest servant is uh, 16 and then we have oh, you know all the way into the retired and elderly um doing that as well so we can involve the youth we can involve you know anyone from any age um so anyone's eligible you don't have to be from the Salina Diocese, I suppose, but I think it would be nice if, you know, we were praying within our own community for each other. Anyone That's as well? like
2: praying directly for your parents as their child. And
1: Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, I, you know, I just found out also that um, Donetta is in this program um, and, uh, and she says that uh, she finds herself not only praying on the assigned day, but she's praying for her priest on every other day. And I think that also is, yeah, one of those benefits that um, if you sign up for this, it, it does help to call to mind that priest throughout the week. You know, sometimes as Catholics we get in danger of like, oh, is it gonna count? Or you know, like, um, and yes, (laughs) like your prayer is always efficacious. Um, And and so yeah, you know, if you happen to think of them on a different day, it's not like ah shoot, it's not my day. It's actually probably God going, yeah, your priest needs these extra prayers today. Lift them up some more. Absolutely. Um, And that kind of leads us to if I if I sign up for this, um, am I committing to going? you know 48 hours with only water and no sleep <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know um, <laughs> yes. um,
1: what no. <laughs> what
2: is it that i am really um, getting myself into mm-hmm. you know
1: mm-hmm. absolutely so it's one day a week 24 hours but of course you're going to sleep in those 24 mm-hmm. hours it's in your waking hours that yep. you are are intentionally praying for this priest and fasting our focus is on that fasting and the sacrifice of food because It's just a training of our body to to build upon into our spirit, but it's not a deal breaker. So we do have some people in the program, especially some of our elderly people that maybe can't make that extensive bread and water 24 hour fast that some of us can do. And so they're fasting in the way that is truly a sacrifice for them, which might be, you know, an adaptation of their diet and meals throughout the day, or it might not have anything to do with food. And it's a fasting and a sacrifice of some other things. For some people, it might be more painful to give up your phone and the internet than your food, right? So so it's really something that's going to be a big sacrifice to you. But, but really, that sacrifice of the body is is the call, right, again, that training there, um, but but people do have different ways that they fast, so they're committing to do that, and again, it's the prayer and fasting, so it's the fasting and the prayer as well, that it's not just the fasting that you are going to pray for your priest throughout that day. One of the things that I do, um, because when I first entered into it, I was like, okay, I'm fasting today, and I just kind of went on about my day. uh uh-huh. And I thought, oh, wait a minute, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the prayer part of it. Um, so praying praying helps make the fasting a little more doable, but yep. you also need that spiritual component. And so what I do is I put um, alarms on my phone Oh, good. every four hours in my day. So I start at 7 a.m. and I go until 11 p.m. And every four hours is in a reminder. And I have, you know, um, a different prayer. It might be the Our Father, a Hail Mary, you know, whatever it might be throughout my day to stop what I'm doing and to intentionally pray for my priest that I'm praying for that day. So it goes together with that fasting component. And so that's really what someone is committing to. Are they signing on for the rest of their life? Um, Sure, that would be great. But we also recognize that there might be times someone needs to step away, you know, God might be calling them in a different direction, or their health might have changed, Uh you know, certain life circumstances, we have had some of our seven servants that have passed away. And so we've been able to bring on, you know, someone in their place. Um, So that's yeah. kind of how it works.
2: Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, I've, I've heard before, and I think it bears to remember that um, fasting without prayer is just dieting.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> I loved yeah. it.
2: It's like, I'm going to try to remember that one. I'm mm-hmm. um, definitely something I need to get better at, though.
0: We need to take a break right now, but don't change that dial. We'll be right back with more from Lindy Meyer on the Seven Servants program.
1: One body,
2: God's creation.
0: One Body, Stewarding God's Creation,
1: one body,
0: The Seven Servants Program, one body, stewarding God's creation. with Lindy Meyer, one body, one body. Cody Marinzer conducts the interview, One Body, Stewarding God's Creation.
2: All right, Lindy, do you uh, get some feedback from people who are in it or from our priests in either way? Um, you know, I think, um, and maybe you can help us understand this, I think it's best to try and kind of maybe not tell your priest that mm-hmm. you're, you know, um, because then it leaves it as a. Uh, then you can do it just for the proper reason and not for, oh, look at me. Not saying that that's what people are trying to do, but I I know that that's a human temptation is for us to, if we tell somebody, then I'm like, they know, oh, now they know I'm doing some, and it's better to do without them knowing. So what do you hear from them? But also, are there priests that know this is going on that you hear things from also?
1: Yeah. So that's something Father Brian and I really talked about quite a bit when we we were first kind of thinking about how we would do this is do the people tell their priests? And we initially said, no, we kind of for the reasons you thought we want to do this just for the sake of the prayer and fasting and not for recognition, um, you know, and that kind of thing. Pretty early on in the first few weeks of the program going, we had people saying, well, I think it would be really good if I told my priest that I was praying for him. You know, if he has certain intentions, I could, you know, specifically be praying for those intentions. So Father Brian and I had another conversation about Uh it. Oh, you know, it's kind of a good point. But, um, you know, we also discussed that you can pray for the priest's intentions without knowing what they are, True. right? So we can still offer that up for them. God knows their intentions and their needs. And and so we can do that still in prayer. And, and so we've kept it that way until today. I don't know if any other priests except Father Brian knew that this was a thing. So <laughs> they do. They might now. Um, I hope they do because that means they're listening. Um, but... You know, if any others have found out, I'm not sure. So I haven't really heard stories okay. back from the priests, but I have heard from people several different things, and I'd love to share that. But one of them kind of related to the priest is that, you know, just in talking to their assigned priest, they might, you know, a priest just share like how something's gone really well unexpectedly or, you know, just those different moments of grace where, you know, something is, is right and they know God is at work and they know it's the result of prayer Maybe not whose prayer, but they know, uh-huh. um, you know, that that's the fruit of prayer. And so it's kind of a, you know, little moment of like, oh, good, you know, and, and that can be good. Not It's not prideful for us to, to feel good about that, yeah. but it's an encouragement. And it's sometimes we need that. Just that reassurance that our prayers matter, and it's just a confirmation of, yes, God, this is where you're calling me, and thank you for that moment to, to reassure me in that, um, that that's where you're calling me. I think that, that that can be helpful.
2: What do they need to do to be able to kind of get enrolled in this and start Hitting the ground running.
1: Yeah, so it would be just to let me know to reach out to me um, and let me know that you're willing to do that. I usually, ask if you have a specific day of the week that works better or a day that does not work well for you, and then I will assign you to the next priest in line and get you going. So they can call or text me. My number seven eight five six one four. Zero eight three one, or they can email me, um, and it's Seven Servants Program at Gmail dot com, all spelled out. Seven Servants Program, one word at Gmail dot com.
2: Okay, um, we we've gone through a lot here. Um, we we got a bit of time um, that we can use. Then uh, continuing to talk about the Seven Servants Program, um, what are some fruits that you personally? have seen from this program. Can you share something like, like that with us? Sure,
1: I can, I can share my personal and I also have just a couple of um, stories from other people that um, they've shared. So one lady, it was really ironic when I first um, assigned her, you know, a lot of people want their parish priest or a particular priest that they know. And to some degree, I, you know, kind of started out doing that, but really it just fell into kind of first come, first serve as sure. we went down the list. And one of the ladies emailed me a few weeks into her time praying, and she said, I have to admit, when you emailed me and gave me the name of this priest, I almost asked you if I could have a different name. (laughs) And she said, I just, you know, I just was having a hard time relating to this priest. It was her pastor. And just having, you know, charity toward him, understanding kind of his approach and, and that kind of thing. Um... And she said but just a few weeks in, my heart is so much softer toward him. And I'm finding that I'm patient, that I'm willing to see things from his point of view, um, you know, and really see him as a person. And, you know, that praying for him really softened her heart toward him. And then she emailed me again later, um, you know, sharing that like, she's really forming a a great relationship with this priest now, um, that she was willing to kind of see from his perspective. And so a beautiful change in just a relationship between a priest and a parishioner from that um, time of fasting and prayer. Um, Another person shared with me that they were able to forgive some hurts from a priest in their life, not the priest they were praying for, but by going through that action of recognizing the sacrifices that the priests make for us and really praying and thinking about the spiritual warfare that they are under and the many things that they go through it softened her heart to really be able to forgive a priest who had hurt her in her past, and so what a you know beautiful moment for her to be able to let go of that hurt and anger through her prayer um, for a priest. For me, you know, one of the things is even just my own prayer life. You know, by any time you're going to enter into fasting and prayer, it's going to benefit not just your intention and the person you're praying for but you as well. Any time spent in prayer is yeah. is for good, right? And so just that regular prayer for me um in focus intentional like I said I'm setting my timer four hours throughout my day where, you know, I'm sure you know, like when you go through your work day or even on the weekend when you're doing whatever it is you might be doing, you just kind of keep going through your day but those intentional times to stop and pray um, just bear fruit in your life, whether it's, um, you know, answers to prayers or peace about decisions. But even just, I notice on the day that I'm fasting and praying for a priest, there's a a greater sense of peace about my Mm day. Honestly, I don't, I don't know if it, it, it feels more productive, it feels more ordered, you know. Um, I think just by stopping and pausing in those moments of our day, it, it just makes everything go better. Um, so for me, that's been a positive fruit. I will be honest that when I first started, um, you know, I could be the first pick of, okay, what priest am I gonna pray for? And it was really tempting to be like, well, let's pick this one or this one. and. Um, I thought, well, you already pray for them. So I, you know, sp- specifically picked a priest that I didn't even know, uh-huh. you know, and pray for that priest so that it wasn't for my own benefit, um, you know, directly or, or a personal preference that I was praying for someone I didn't even know. Um, and there's a great humility in that, that you're making these sacrifices for someone you don't know. You don't know if it's bearing fruit or not, um, but you're just answering the call and saying yes to the Lord um, that you'll do this for His for his sons, you know, for his priests. So um, for me, that's been a, a beautiful thing.
2: Wow, fantastic. Thank you so much for that. Um, our priests aren't perfect people, you know, and um, so sometimes, yeah, maybe we will get that person that we're like, uh you know, um, not everybody in this world is going to like everybody else, but we need to love. And so maybe you are being called to love that person. Um, and so that leads me to then, um, how do you pick who so, Do you just draw out of the hat? Do you any mini money mo? Throw a dart? Um, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, what? Which one or none of those do you use? How do you? How do you say this is who you're gonna have?
1: Sure. So actually, I just have a spreadsheet of all the priests in the diocese, um, and then I have um, you know seven slots for each of them for each day of the week, and then as people say that, they're, that they want to be a part of the program, that they sign up, then I just plug their name and go down the list of the spreadsheet. And so it's really just kind of in order that way. And so it's really not a, a rhyme or reason, um, okay. you know, to it. Um, I have had a couple of people that felt very strongly called to pray for a particular priest. And so I've, you know, done that um, as we first got started. If I have a a vacancy for a priest. So, you know, I mentioned we've had a couple of our servants that have passed away. So then, obviously, the next person that signs up, I'm going to plug them back into that open spot for um, that priest, and we just go down the line that way. And I, I would really love to get every priest covered. I I mentioned, you know, when I started this, I didn't want it to be a program with a lot of recognition, that humble Uh service. That's why um, initially father and I were talking about what could we call it? And I was like, you know, this is spiritual warfare. Let's call it the seven warriors. But that was almost too, too glorified. Um, (laughs) It was, you know, that it needed to be more humble than that. And so servants was what really, where God led us um, to in that. And so, we, you know, I didn't really want to put it out there and put out, you know, anything on Facebook or an ad in the register or anything like that. It was just kind of that quiet recruitment, you know, kind of grassroots effort. Um, and that has done a beautiful thing by bringing 100 people together pretty quickly. And, you know, the word of mouth, people have invited their family or friends um, to join. But now I'm at this place of... We, we really need to get the word out so that all of our priests can be covered. But also, if I'm only reaching out to the people I know, how many people are missing the opportunity to be a part of something like this? And maybe they're where I was a year ago and thinking, gosh, I'm feeling called to do this, but I, is there a place to do it? Is there you know a means to do so? Um, and so if they're kind of searching and feeling called in that way, if we let them know about it, then they can become a part and join us And, you know, maybe someday we'll have two people praying for each priest every day. You know, we can can double up on days if needed, uh, if we have that many people.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, just like um, I'm a member of the Knights of Columbus, um, and there are so many stories of people who – Well, I didn't join the first time someone asked me, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm not saying you have to badger people, um, but I think this is the same type of thing is um, sometimes if you ask someone, you know, they'll say, well, I'll I'll pray about it, Um, you know, talk to them later and go, you know, um, uh, have you been praying about, um, uh, is this something that you think that God's calling you to? Because sometimes like it or not, people just, that's kind of the canned answer. Yeah, I'll pray about it, you know, Mm -hmm. and that'll get you off my back, you know, And, um, and, and we do want people who want to do this. Right, it's not that we want to force people in, but I I do know um, some people who um, have. um, As why I used the Knights of Columbus um, analogy is because there are some people who it took them three or four times of people saying, you know, um, you've been saying that maybe you're praying about this. What are you thinking, you know? And just kept inviting them, and now um, they are just. are people within that um, wonderful organization that are now um, high up in it <laughs> um, and would never have been there if people didn't ask them about it. And so uh, I think that, yeah, we have to we have to be able to say it's OK to get out of my comfort zone and just say, hey, I'm a part of this program. Um, you know, would you like to be a part of it to at least and, and call people to that. just ask them, you know, would you at least pray pray about it? Uh, Because, as we said earlier, you know, uh, we would pray for... I'm thinking if my family members, if my siblings came up to me and said, Hey, um, you know, uh, Dad needs prayers. Um, Can you please do that? I'm not going to be like, eh, yeah, we'll see. Right, right. (laughs) You know, (laughs) Um, definitely. And so if we can take that same thing and, and we... Um, and maybe even use that language of, hey, um, our spiritual fathers need our prayers. Would you be willing to be one of those people um, that helps us to serve them in that way? Um, and that, that would be a wonderful thing. So uh, yeah, let us do that together. All right, Lindy, we've got um, here about um, five to 10 minutes left. Um, what would you like to leave us with about this program?
1: I just want to kind of follow up on what we were saying before. If we don't invite someone, we're already saying no for them. You know, And we yeah. kind of took away their opportunity to say yes or no. And so it is so important in any area of ministry that, that we extend the invitation and, and let them answer for themselves and, and let God work with them on it. You know, one of the things when we were starting this, too, is— Knowing that there were many parishes in our diocese that were already doing the Seven Sisters Apostolate, I did not want to take away from that. You know, I don't want to recruit prayer people away from that program and into this one. It's all important. It's all needed and it's all beautiful. And so um, I would say for people that are hearing this and maybe feeling called, I really want to pray for, you know, priests more to, you know, really Pray about and ask God to show you which avenue it is. It may be the seven servants. It may be the seven sisters, or it could be something entirely different because there's so many beautiful things out there. But if you're feeling called for that time of, of fasting and sacrifice in that way, I'd love for you to reach out. You can actually just ask more questions and we can talk about it a little bit. Um, it's not like the first time you reach out, you're you know signing the dotted line. So I'd love to visit more about it. Another really fun thing that I think has happened through this, you know, since you're part of the program, you know, that I send out weekly reminders, um, usually the evening before your day of fasting, you're going to get an email from me that just is an encouragement and a reminder. There have been weeks, I'll be honest, that I have forgotten, Um, you know, life's gotten busy and, and it's just slipped by me. But for the most part, I try to do that every week. And I'll include, you know, sometimes it's just a really short, hey, hang in there. This is important what we're doing. But other times it's sharing of an article that I found or, you know, a prayer for priests um, that's, you know, something different that I found. But the really fun part of it is the other people in the program are also sending things that they come across and want to share with the rest of the group. And so it's been a beautiful exchange of you know, helpful articles and resources, beautiful prayers and experiences that are being shared within that, you know, body of Christ that's just really unified in the things that we do when we come together in prayer. And so that's been a really good, you know, just a fruit of this experience is is just kind of the connection of people and the sharing that's happened. And, you know, one other story that I want to share is um, someone shared with me that, you know, their priest had just really been, noticeably struggling with his vocation. Mm-hmm. Just the joy seemed to be missing and and just the struggle was, was missing. And doing through this program, again, maybe it doesn't, maybe it has nothing to do with the seven servants, but they just really felt that, after time they started seeing some of that change in this priest and they you know just shared i have to think that our prayers you know seven people praying for this priest and making those sacrifices has had to help in him finding that joy again in the vocation and so we always say we're planting seeds. We really don't know, you know, um, the benefit of that many times, but we know that any act of prayer, any act of fasting and sacrifice that we make will bear fruit that God knows and he uses it for where it needs to go. And um, so when we do that in service and in love, you can do great things.
2: Absolutely. Lindy, thank you so much for being on here with us. Um, If you guys have any questions for Lindy, please contact her. Once again, can you give your information so that um, anybody who didn't get it the first Mm -hmm. time can get it this time and can um, at least um, ask you more about the um, Seven Servants program?
1: Absolutely. So um, by phone or email. So my phone number is 785-614-0831. And that is my cell phone. So you can call or text and you can also email seven servants program at gmail.com. All three words spelled out, no spaces in between, seven servants program at gmail.com. One thing I would need to know is your email, your contact information so that you can be put on that list and sent those weekly reminders. And then um, if there's a particular day that you would like to do or a particular day that wouldn't work for you. Um, we have had some people that have asked about fasting on Sunday. Is that appropriate? And I talked with Father about that. And our priests need our prayer and our sacrifices every day of the week. God knows the fruit of that. And so, you know, if you're feeling Sunday's not the best day for you, then you you don't have to do that. And those that are on Sunday might make an adaptation because it's still a day of rejoicing and Mm -hmm. celebration. Um, But how beautiful to, you know, still even on that day to give up some things. In prayer for our priests.
2: Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time on here. Um, we're going to go ahead and close out this hour with a glory be and in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.
0: Thanks for tuning in to One Body Stewarding God's Creation. This year, Divine Mercy Radio is celebrating Mother Angelica, and so we will end this show with a quote from Mother. Am I possessing what I am doing, or is it possessing me? You're listening to the network of stations of Divine Mercy Radio. If today you hear His voice, harden not your hearts.